Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, everybody. Our pal David Huntsberger has a new sketch podcast called Intercepts, and I did a voice in one of the sketches, and David was kind enough to share the audio for us to share with you. So stick around at the end of this episode after the closing theme song which i'm sure you sit through in its entirety every time uh check out a sketch from intercepts available wherever you get your podcasts enjoy the show doug hates candy wrappers screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth there's still not one that he won't see because Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Sunday, February 19th, 2023, and we've got two new guests today and one old one. That didn't come out right. They are <laughs> Katie Thurston, Sarah Tiana, and Tony Yacinda. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I would be the old one. Oh, well, that's, you know, only in terms of appearances on this program. <laughs> you are a veteran in that sense and, and not in many others. Uh, but let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically, starting with she was The Bachelorette. Now she's doing stand up comedy. It's Katie Thurston. Hello, Katie. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. When I saw that you were getting into the stand-up comedy game, I was like, I mean, I'd have anybody from the Bachelorette franchise on, but I don't really interact with any of those people. So to you know, know that you're in stand-up comedy and to be able to reach out, uh, this worked out great. Do you have, um, where's your next uh, stand-up gig that you have coming up? I just finished my latest one here in San Diego. Uh, it was sold out at Mic Drop. So it was like, I don't know, like 230 people. So I'm taking a breather really minute, like for a minute because it's a lot. <laughs> but uh, give me like one more week and I'll, I'm sure I'll have like three more shows on the books already. 
All right, great. We'll uh, we'll tell people to uh, follow your socials at the end of the show so they can uh, come see you live somewhere. And uh, and but it's your you're you're feeling encouraged by the process. You're enjoying doing stand up. Oh, I love it. It's so rewarding. It's such a high. It's challenging for sure, given the route that I'm going, because it's kind of like uh, having a platform. So people watching you bomb here and there. Uh, but I enjoy it. It's it makes life interesting for sure. Yeah. And it's like every uh, comic uh, like Sarah, Tiana included, when we do like a special uh, that that material is considered burned. And then you have to start from scratch uh, again anyway in front of people that, you know, that like you and want to see you. So it's, it, you know, you're just doing the process for the first time, basically. But uh, everybody has to go through it. You have to, you know, you have to try out jokes that might not work because you haven't tried them yet. And exactly. uh, but uh good on you for uh for getting into it and uh and for you know you've done it for a little bit now and haven't uh haven't abandoned it so i, I think it's uh, it's looking like you may you may be <laughs> fully fully committed so to speak i think i'm sticking around yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of stand-up and i just mentioned her also my next guest is uh uh it, not only a stand-up comic but also uh writes for uh, TV uh, shows that are funny and sports <laughs> sports themed and her name is Sarah Tiana. Hi Sarah. Hey Doug, how are you? I'm good. What do you do? Uh, you know, I kind of thought of calling you for today because we tape on Sunday afternoon so I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> think to bother you during football season mm-hmm. but now now that football season's over does that mean you just have a ton of free time or you just focus on other sports yeah i have a, a lot of free time right now until uh baseball season starts at the end of march and then i'll i'll be like well i don't i don't have a job lined up for baseball season yet uh i'm working on it but baseball is my number one but i had two shows during football season this year and that was a lot so it's good yeah, so now I'm just like twiddling my fingers. Like today was the Daytona 500, and then there's like the finals of the of the Genesis, which is at Riviera Golf Club here in LA. So I was watching that, but that's not as exciting. Yeah. You're going to be watching any minute now. You're going to be just sitting around watching cornhole. <laughs> I know. Or, <laughs> it right? is a rabbit hole. Yeah, because <laughs> that's all over ESPN now. ESPN's just like looking for new sports basically because they have so right. many channels. They got to put. Well, the World Baseball the Classic. Yeah, the World <laughs> Baseball Classic starting, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would watch. I, I watch old games on TV, like replays. So it's wow. you know, I'm a real, I'm a real psycho. You're super into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, our third guest today is uh, another newbie. He is the co-creator of American Vandal. And players, players, all of season one is currently available on uh, Paramount Plus. Is that right, Tony? Yeah, Paramount Plus, and you can get it on iTunes as well. Yes, it's Tony Yusenda. Hey, Tony. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm good. And, um, you know, your co-creator, that sounds like, I mean, one of your parents, the (laughs) co-creator with you. Of American Vandal and players, Dan Peralt has been on the show uh, a couple of times. Did he, uh, you know, give you any pointers or tips or anything? 
No, no, we haven't talked about it. I've listened to his episodes and uh, he did. I think he did pretty well considering, you know, who he is as a, as a person. So. You mean because he's not that much of a, a trivia hound or, or his focus isn't necessarily on movies? Yeah, we both have we, we fill each other's gaps. So as soon as you like step out of Marvel, um he he can he can drown and uh <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> That's so he's he's Marvel and you're everything else. That's how you guys work work as I'm a team. not I'm not everything else. I'm also gonna get my ass kicked today. So <laughs> well, uh you know, I wouldn't uh I know Sarah is very competitive, but I, I wouldn't put money on anybody specifically today. Um, if you've Agreed. listened to the show lately, uh, it's anybody can win just by guessing and having the right guess. You don't, you know, you don't necessarily need to know everything uh, right off the top of your head. But uh, before we play our games today, uh, I'd like to do something that I call Recommendation Nation, and that's where I ask each one of my guests to recommend a movie for you know people to find either in theaters or uh, you know on streaming or something. And since tomorrow is President's Day, uh, specifically, and people will be listening to this on President's Day, I thought it'd be fun if everybody recommend one political movie you know it doesn't have to be you know overtly political or super political but uh you know something that you feel would fall uh, under that category because obviously anything about politicians or presidents uh would qualify sarah hmm. do you have yes legally favorite? want to Legally blonde too. She goes to Washington. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, except for maybe Wag the Dog. I think that might be the only political movie that I've seen, unless it's like anything like Jack Ryan or Jack Reacher, which is like still government adjacent. Yeah, but I love Legally Blonde too as a <laughs> as a recommendation because it is. Uh, as they say, one of those uh, sequels that, uh, you know, is as good or I wouldn't mm -hmm. say better than the original, but, it, you know, it, it, it continues the story well. And uh, what do you, what's the subtitle on that? Legally Blonde 2, uh, uh, Red, White, and Blonde? Is that what it's called? Ooh, that, if you, if you are right, you are really <laughs> impressive because I barely remembered Legally Blonde. So very good for you to remember well, the like name of the, the sequel. Uh, I like the full titles and I like, the, <laughs> I like subtitles because they're often uh, silly and unnecessary. And uh, it, it just feels like somebody feels like shame for making a sequel. So they have to go, but it has a title too. It's not just, you know, it's not just the <laughs> second one. It's red, white and blonde. Come on. Um, you know, uh, Tony, what do you think? What's a, what's a political movie in your mind that people would enjoy? You know, it's one of my my favorites of all time is Election. Uh, oh, another Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah, just keep it keeping it going. But she <laughs> she is so funny in that movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Alexander Payne is definitely he's a he's a hero of mine. Um, 
he made it, it holds, uh, he made one of those uh, kind of streaks of movies that um, you know very few filmmakers uh, accomplish it in terms of the, the the quality. He had like four or five in a row there that that I thought were really good. And even when he makes something that's not great, or at least that I don't love, I I see the the thought that went into it, you know, and that he really uh, puts a lot into his movies. But Election really holds up just because. It, it just is such a like a high school election who who doesn't have, you know, school elections, who doesn't have experience with that. And, uh, you know, it's Matthew Broderick is the teacher and uh, and all, the whole cast was really well, uh, really well put together. And uh, and it just also just super funny movie. Uh, so and it matters. It, it matters so much to the, the character you get. You get really invested. I was gonna say like the post or something, but I'm just you know my uh, there's something about a medium stakes political story that that really grabs me. I think I was alone on the uh, you know I felt alone on the post when that movie came out because I really loved it, but I think I mostly loved it just because I'm you know an idiot when it comes to a lot of the. Uh, these stories these you know these things that happened with you know the fact that the post uh did that brave thing and you know stood up to uh to american government um it's i find that movie very entertaining it's strange i like uh, i I feel like people slept on that you know there's mm -hmm. that's a genre of movie like spotlight or they just did she said and uh the report of like the all the president's men of like journalists breaking a, a big story yeah. uh, and the, yeah. the and it's a it's a quality movie as, and it's, as it's good very as entertaining any of them. yeah uh, bob odenkirk's got a pretty sizable role in it and uh it's a I, I find it very i found it very enjoyable and i find that when spielberg goes that way it does that sort of thing i think he does a, a good job with it i kind of i'm kind of uh over some of his other genres that he's done a, a few times, but uh, I always like those. Katie, yeah, do you have one, one for? <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Katie, do you have uh, something in mind here? Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> my first thought was, "Oh my God, no, I don't." But then I was like, <laughs> hearing the choices, I'm like, "Okay, does the interview count with Seth Rogen?" Because that it just does. Came to mind, like right away. <laughs> It does. That movie, I thought that movie was super fun and smart and of the moment. And it really, you know, I don't know if history is going to go back and and discover it in any big way, but it got kind of, you know, it got fairly screwed over by the fact that it genuinely became uh, a a dangerous movie to put out, you know, that they, uh, Seth Rogen really had to deal with like, genuine real life death threats death threats and stuff and uh well, that's what fascinates me about it is like less of the movie and more of like all the behind the scenes drama of trying to get that movie out and it's just wild to hear about yeah and to know that seth rogan was like probably high when all of this was happening to him it's really <laughs> it's either impressive or it makes sense that he would need that to just calm down and and get through it um all right, so we have the interview, election, and Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Uh, terrific recommendations all, and we're going to play some games after this break. We'll be right back. We are back, and our first game today that we're going to play is something I call 
Magic Mike Wachowski. Wazowski. Wazowski. <laughs> I even I wrote his name down wrong. <laughs> Mike was it's Wazowski, right? I think sure. so. I have no idea. <laughs> uh basically, uh here's how this game works. Magic Mike three, whatever that's called, the last dance is in uh theaters now. And um of course, everybody loves the Monsters, Inc. franchise. So I'll say a fact, and you have to tell me if it applies to the Magic Mike movies or the Monsters, Inc. films. You see, I already made that distinction there. I call Magic Mike, I call those movies, but I call mm -hmm. the Monsters, Inc. films. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's either Magic Mike, Monsters, Inc., or neither is the answer to each question. So on the first one, I'll tell I'll tell the fact to Katie, and then you guess between those three things, uh, Magic Mike, Monsters, Inc., or neither. If Katie misses, then we go to Sarah, and it's narrowed down to two choices, which makes it mm. easier. And if you miss, then Tony just gets the gimme point <gasps> because, you know, uh, he's third. <laughs> in line so for going third at least he has a chance at a point for doing nothing and every time someone gets <laughs> one right then the next one will will we'll start with the uh the next guest and go from there uh any questions i don't nope. think so mm -mm, got it <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> okay <laughs> all right katie you got this first one it's either magic mike monsters inc or neither has a character in it named Stink Butt. Oh, that's got to be Monsters Inc. It has to be. I mean, God, now if it's Magic Mike, I have questions. Then how he got that nickname? Oh shoot! I, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Monsters Inc. Yeah, you want to go with Monsters Inc.? Yeah. <laughs> What a sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. Not from Monsters Inc. Is it from Magic Mike or neither? I'm gonna say neither. That is the correct answer. Nice. Sarah Tiana. Katie, that's what I would have guessed too. You were on the right track. <laughs> I <laughs> right. These things are, you know, they're supposed to be uh tricky and uh sometimes they actually are. Tony. <laughs> Tara got that point, so you get to go first on this next one. Are you ready? Has Donald Glover in it? And of course, when I say in it, I mean, you know, for animated films, it'd be uh, voiceover. Uh, Donald Glover appears in uh, a Magic Mike movie, a, a Monsters, Inc. movie, or neither. Is Tony Googling it? Is it no, is this oh is this for me? I thought it was Sarah going first because she won the last one. No, I'm no, you to... go first because you go you're next. Uh, you get to go first because you didn't even get a play in that first one. All right. So I don't see childish Gambino <laughs> being in a Magic Mike movie, but I you know he's a friend of the Disney family. So I'll go I'll go Monsters Inc. 
That's incorrect. Katie. Donald Glover from ATL. Is he uh, in Magic Mike or neither? I'm going to say he is. He is. Is in in Magic Mike? Sorry, is in Magic Mike. (laughs) That's your final answer? Yeah. (laughs) Don't be scared. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's because of the way Doug asks you. Like, are you sure? Idiot. And last time I didn't take it. He's like teasing you. Yeah, no, I give people the chance to talk themselves out of a correct answer. (laughs) Because that's always fun. And uh, but you're right, Katie. Donald Glover okay. is in a Magic Mike movie. Is he one much, of the dancers? Wow. Much to Tony's chagrin. Which which let me one? Tell you, let me tell you, Magic Mike Two, XXL they call it, is it's out of control because they're on tour. They're in a tour bus, the Magic Mike crew, the dancers, and they stop at like a mansion in Louisiana somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is in charge of the place. So it's already, you know, pretty tight operation, pretty serious. And then <laughs> Donald Glover is a uh, uh, a spoken word stripper. Oh, like oh he, right. He does like a little like poem speech kind of thing while acting sexy in like in more of a close up manner, like in a parlor I- I- inside of a house. And he might also be a prostitute. I don't remember exactly what, wow. what goes down there. And, but, and surprisingly, yeah. that part is less awkward than Michael Strahan's part. <laughs> I forgot about Strahan. <laughs> yeah. he, he's in the sequel, too? He's in XXL. Yeah. He's not in the new one, I don't think. He, I, I think he finally said no to a project, or they didn't ask. I think this new one, they were kind of uh, saved some money on the cast because it's Channing Tatum, uh, Selma Hayek, Salma. and that's mm-hmm. it. No, there's no other recognizable <laughs> name in the cast as far as, as I, you know, from my perspective. Uh, I've so heard XXL is, is super fun. It's very good. Sh- it's very good. It's, I yeah, love, it's, uh, I love it the first be, one. I do it think might, it's a, a film and not a movie. The first one, Magic Mike. You do? Yeah, big, it's uh, like the Soderbergh sort of boogie yeah. nights. Yeah, I loved it. Um, okay, but I guess I, not enough to see the sequel. Maybe I, you know, I've always, <laughs> I've always been a little raw about the first Magic Mike because my I had to see it with my mother. And, <laughs> oh my uh, yeah, yeah, because I'd always take my mother to see whatever she wanted to see. And she's like, I want to see Magic Mike. I was like, Oh god, damn. And then you know, so it was kind of weird watching it with my mom watching Matthew McConaughey roll around while women grabbing his crank. But then um, uh, Magic Mike 2 comes out and I'm like hunkered down. I'm like, Mom, all right, I'll see it if you want to. And she goes, no, I'm good. <laughs> she like, didn't want to see thought, it either. <laughs> she thought the Magic Mike story was fully, you know, was told fully in that first film. <laughs> and that no the, the adventure did not need to continue. But I think it does... Uh, I think it might fall into my uh, theory that uh, most film franchises that can't pass two of them that make, you know, two or more. Uh, I find I like the second one the best more often than not, um, yeah. especially when there's three. For some reason, they get right in the groove on that middle one. And then by the third one, they, they something gets 
uh, lost. And of course, I'm talking about Star Wars. But um, Katie's on mm. the board with a point, and Sarah is on the board and gets to go first on this next one. You ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one point, as in dollars, that you throw at strippers. So keep going. Okay. Uh, we might have over talked. Like sometimes we talk too much about the movies, and it kind of maybe makes the uh, the questions a little easier. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> if uh, if what we said earlier helps you on this one. Okay. Uh, the series of films. In the case of Monsters Inc., it's it's two movies. In the case of Magic Mike, it's three. Um, uh, in the series has had two directors. Is that Magic Mike or Monsters Inc. or neither? Magic Mike. And why do you say that? Because I thought you said Soderbergh did the first one, and I I don't I I vaguely remember that, and I know he definitely did not do the second or the third. Well, I mean, I don't figured... know, definitely. <laughs> right, yeah. We can't be too certain, but I'm going to call it and say that you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> that that is uh, correct. Because Woo! Soderbergh directed the first one, but then was only the DP. Like, he actually ran the camera on the second one, and I think the third one as well. And they're directed by a dude that came in named Gregory Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing it comes more from a dance background or something. I don't know. Interesting. Um, Well, you need to run the can. Yeah, you have to have at least one hand free when you're filming Magic Mike. I'm sure that's probably the rule. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I went to see a Magic Mike XXL with a bunch of girl, like female comics and gay male comics at the Grove. And we all had, I gave everyone dollar bills. And after Joe Mangiolet, Manganello, uh, however you Manganello's yeah. like dance scene in the in the um, gas station, the entire audience stood up and applauded <laughs> like <laughs> at one. Like it wasn't slow. Like everyone just jumped up. It was one of the greatest movie experiences of my life. So, do you remember what his character's called? <laughs> I do. I what is his? Oh no, <laughs> I don't remember because. I just remember Tarzan in that one having the weird name, but he's Big Dick Richie. Oh yeah, Big Dick Richie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, BDR. Yeah, which is like Big Dick Dick, Big yes. Big Big Rich Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I never understood the leap from Richard to Dick, but it, it yeah. happens. Well, I think Manganella has BDE. You know, he has definite Big Dick energy, so I think that that tracks for me. Yeah, they also had that, uh, didn't they have a footage of them using a giant uh, penis pump device? <laughs> oh, yeah, in the backstage. In backstage, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's what I was going to say about uh, Monsters, Inc., is they didn't have two directors because over the course of those two movies, they had four. The first Monsters, Inc. was directed by three people, and then the second one, uh, Monsters University, some guy took care of that all, all on his own. Wow. Yeah. So, Sarah, you have two points now. And, Tony, it's up to you again now to even just uh, get in the game here. (laughs) Yeah, I got to get on the board. You can do it. And speaking of boards, here's the the fun fact. Has a board game based on it? Is that Magic Mike, Monsters, Inc., or 
neither. A board game. Based hmm. on it. Yeah, you could play Monsters, Inc. or Magic Mike at home if they have a board game. The question is, do they? I feel like if they don't have a Magic Mike party game, you know, <laughs> they're that's malpractice and they're losing out on money. <laughs> so I'm going to go... I'm going to go with ma- uh, Magic Mike. Tony, it's like you're gifted at not getting these. <laughs> you have Thanks, a By the way, that Thank sound is, is also the sound of what happens when people watch Magic Mike <laughs> and why they don't go back with their mothers. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> oh, complaining in the lobby. All those boners in there are making too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so that brings us back to Katie, and so the question is: uh, Tony thought there was there should be a Magic Mike board game, but the question is: Is there a Monsters Inc. board game, or no, no board game for either of these? Properties? I feel like there's got to be a Monsters Inc. board game. I'm thinking Monopoly. Like Monopoly has a version of every mm-hmm. movie out there, but. Uh, I'm going to say, yes, there is a board game inspired well, by Monsters, Inc. You are, you the Monopoly thing is right on track because there's the game of life, that board game life, mm-hmm. there's a Monsters, Inc. version of that. Oh, I wonder what the cards are like then. That's an interesting one. Yeah, and then the other one is um, they, they have a second uh, Monsters, Inc. game that's called Monsters, Inc. Memory Board, and I assume that's just like concentration or something where you have to recognize the monsters or something like that but yeah uh we've got a tie here (laughs) between (laughs) i'm not you know tony what the who the ties yeah i'm I'm proud of you both you guys did great (laughs) yeah (laughs) so and uh next up in order is sarah so sarah if you get this one right uh, you win this game. There's not not much to to win here. It's just kind of a, a warm up game, so don't don't feel too much pressure. Uh, has a character in it named Yeti. Y e t i. Is that monsters, mics, or neither? Well, I mean, the obvious thing would sound like. I mean, Yeti and a Yeti is a monster, but I feel like that's a trick. So I'm going to say Magic Mike. Oh, I got a boner. You, 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 fell, you fell for the trick. <laughs> I there did. Is, there is a character named Yeti in the Monsters, Inc. movies. And uh, he's voiced by John Ratzenberger from Cheers. Oh. Who is a uh, he's a voice in every Pixar movie I think except for one. Yeah. <laughs> I think they finally kicked him to the curb on one of the last ones they did, um, but he's been in every other one. And uh, so, congratulations, Katie. That means you won our first game. Wow! <laughs> it's only because I'm after Tony. So thank you, Tony. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Yeah, You're give welcome. the credit to anybody you want, wherever you want. But I'll take basically. It. All you win for winning the first game in the show is you get to go first in the the final game, 
and uh, and in the final game today, uh, you know, that's a little bit more involved in that game we just played. Um, we will switch the order up. So it's going to be Katie, uh, then Tony, then Sarah, and we'll play that game after these messages. We'll be right back. We are back, and Katie Thurston won nothing by winning <laughs> that first game except for the opportunity to go first in our second and winner-determining game today. Uh, it's a game that I call Weird Algorithm. And it's based on a thing that happens when you go on the Internet Movie Database, IMDb. People like to call it for short. Um, you can take any cast of any movie or TV show that's on there and you can see the cast listing in order, you know, the credit listings, the way they normally are listed, the way they're listed, like at the end of the film. But then you can click on a thing that says refine and you can change the order to the popularity of the people involved in the movie oh. at, in that moment in time. So today I went on IMDb and typed some uh, some movie titles in, and then flipped flipped and refined the listing to uh, have everybody in order of current popularity. And when I say current popularity, current. it's just whatever whatever drives people to to use the search engine on the internet movie database to like find somebody or find their films or learn more about them. That's what drives their uh, the uh, popularity index uh, on the site. You can also just go and look at who's the most 50 most popular people right now, <laughs> according, according to IMDb. So I'll name a movie. And then starting with Katie and then Tony and then Sarah, each of you will pick someone in that movie who you think would qualify as the top most popular person right now, or at least try to find somebody or name somebody that's in the top three because the top three are all worth points. If you name somebody that's number one, you get three points. If you name somebody that's number two, you get two points. And number three is worth one point. But you can share answers in this game. So ultimately, you want to be a little strategic and not just say the same things as everybody else every time. But you can say the same answer uh, if you want to. If you want to play it safe or in some cases you'd be maybe taking a, a bigger risk. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, could go in any direction. And to make this game even uh, not easier, but just more accessible, uh, I will not only tell you the movie and the year it came out, but then I will list a bunch of people that you can choose from that are oh, in good. the movie. So, that so way, I don't you know, have to know the names of actors because that's yeah, really you don't, helpful. You don't have to know everybody that's in it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I might leave some out just for, you know, for uh, strategic purposes, but uh, or, or I should say to make it more strategic on your end, if you can think of somebody that's in the movie and popular, but that I don't say. But I, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Katie, you get the first one. It's a motion picture that many people uh, disagree did not deserve to win the Best Picture Oscar back in 2004. But it's got a 
stacked cast. And uh, so maybe that's why uh, it did well with the awards. And the movie is called Crash. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've even seen that movie, to be honest. Yeah. Well, wait till you hear who's in it. You're going to be like, oh. And, and let me tell you also, this is not, I'm not endorsing that you see this movie by telling you that these people are in it. I, I do think it's one of the most overrated. Uh, I don't even think it's overrated. I don't think people <laughs> liked it, but it's somehow one of the <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that's a hot take. Pretty much yeah. everybody hated no. that movie after 2006, I think. The Oscars are political campaign a lot of times. So they had a lot mm-hmm. going for them in that way, which was like they had a lot of campaigners. Yeah. And just, yeah, this terrific cast of people that, you know, it does make you excited about it. And, and then you see it. So it stars Sandra Bullock, Tandy Newton, Ryan Philippe, Matt Dillon, Michael Pena, Don Cheadle, Brendan Fraser, and Tony Danza. Mm. Okay. Out of all of those, all of those people running around doing racist shit, it's weird. But <sighs> <laughs> Katie, which one of them, which one of those folks do you think is the most popular right now? Okay, I feel bad if this is a really big award, but I feel like Brendan Fraser just either won something or had a pretty big speech recently. Unless I'm totally making that up, but I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, emphasis on the word big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is that you telling me that's not the right answer? I have literally, I'm going to go with Brendan. I have no idea. No, that's a that's a perfectly reasonable guess to say Brendan mm-hmm. Frazier. Because um, he has, uh, he did not win last night. The yeah. BAFTAs in England were last night and he did not win that. It went to Austin Butler for Elvis. Oh. Yeah. So he's got to watch out for him at the Oscars. I thought it was just between Brendan and... Uh, Colin Farrell for the Oscar this year, but uh, this this late win from uh, Austin Butler might signify something. Uh, all right, Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I think everybody's talking about the whale, right? And going, yeah. I I just IMDb'd Brandon Fraser like the other <laughs> night because we were. Oh, so you're part going of the through his, Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it might be cowardly of me, but I'm just gonna steal Katie's answer. Yeah, you could you could steal her answer, and also uh, you don't have to lock it in just yet. You can wait and see what Sarah has to say, and then I'll I'll reconfirm with everybody what they want to go with. So, Sarah, do you agree with them about Brendan Fraser, or do you want to uh, take a chance on somebody else? I definitely agree with them, but I'm always going to choose Sandy Bullock. Sandy, that's just how you are. If she's an that's option, just who I am. Just, if she's an option, she's my choice. Yeah, every time. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. I was kind of I gotta say I was kind of blindsided by that that piece of information. Ah, great movie again. <laughs> sports. One of my favorite theme in movies is black people rising above through extracurricular activities. That is one of my favorite genres of a movie, yeah. and the Blindside fits that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, not as that good as was, Remember uh... the Titans, but yes. What do you think of that little kid in that movie? And in, in Blindside. Yeah. I thought he was great. Okay. You didn't like him? Are you going to say you don't like a kid actor? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it happens, unfortunately. I I found him very annoying, but uh, um, I looked him up recently on IMDb, and uh, 
the roles aren't like rolling in necessarily, but oh. uh, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's still at it. <laughs> well, it's like, remember that kid in love actually, that was like, like yes. kind of stole the movie and like now he's in game of Thrones. Like he was in game of Thrones and like he did, he did fine. Yeah, no, he shows up in, like he's in uh, Queen's Gambit and uh, oh yeah, Queen's Gambit, yeah, yeah, and he but he always has like a, a a little mustache because he still looks like he's fourteen years he does. old. He still looks like he's well. So, the truth is, I'm in love. And you're like, yeah, oh god. Yeah, so to play adult <laughs> characters, he has to he has to mustache up. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like so often bad kid actors get a free pass because a critic doesn't want to punch down at a child actor. So I'm glad you're not playing by those rules. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I might be more annoyed by the fact that what what was his name in it, Sarah? Was it like JP or something like that? Oh, in the in Love Actually. No, in Blind Side. We're talking about the Blind Side Kid now, the one that oh, I don't like. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it is that like it. It's it's like it's not, LP or JP or it's a, it's it's an it's a it's two letters that you would never or LJ or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's a, a terrible choice to call somebody. Yeah, by you're those like these, nobody calls anybody LJ for short. Like nobody, yeah. like even LeBron James. Like people aren't like ah LJ. Like nobody says that. <laughs> yeah, so that was. So maybe I didn't like dislike him as much as I disliked his everyone calling him by his initials. <laughs> now you're walking it back. I think it happens all the time where I'm like, oh, this this kid is definitely detracting from the movie, but nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say it. Well, you know, it know. was it, famously the Rotten Tomatoes uh, honored uh, Jake Lloyd from the uh, Star Wars uh, prequels. Uh, the, the first prequel and everybody that was all up in arms like he's just a kid he can't help it if he's terrible but you know he was terrible you know so that's the we bottom mean line to that kid, though, I guess. yeah yeah people were awful to him i guess people were worse to uh to jar jar banks all right so even though you have the great tony danza involved and uh some other amazing actors uh katie and tony would like to choose Brendan Fraser and Sarah's going with Sandra Bullock. Is everybody good with those answers? I am. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm keeping. Coming in, uh, I like to read off the top three, make it, you know, suspenseful. Uh, coming in at number three is uh, Thandie Newton. Oh, who, Thandie. Wow. Who now uh, has an extra, his, the spelling slightly different. It's T-H-A-N-I- or D I W E. There's a W in there now, and I and it's mm. pronounced differently, and I don't want to screw it up. But uh, Sandyway or something like that. But she says it's always been that. But she just went with Andy just to make it easier for you know dumb white uh, movie executives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, number two, Sandy Bullock. Ah. Number two. So Sarah, you get two points for that. And of course, we started with an easy one. Of course, Brendan Fraser is uh, a, a real popular thing to look up at this time because he is poised to possibly win. It's his first no Oscar nomination and uh, therefore also could be his first win for The Whale. So Brendan Fraser is worth uh, three points. So Katie has three. Tony has three. Sarah has two. Tony, you got to go first on this next one. From 2021, super recent, the second time 
they got together a suicide squad and called it the suicide squad with Margot Robbie, John Cena, Idris Elba, Viola Davis, Taika Waititi, Pete Davidson, friends of this show, like Steve Agee, Davis, David, Des Melchin, and, uh, Sean Gunn and Michael Rooker. Um, I'm listing a bunch of too many names. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Was was Will Smith in that one, or no? That that was the other one. That was the first one. He was sort of uh, kind of, in a way, replaced by Idris Elba in the uh, in the James Gunn one. Well, I think uh, I think she was in a couple movies this year that were both. Okay. okay, I'll go with uh, Margot Robbie, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, wait, so then uh, now we go to I me. flipped the order around, right? Yeah, Katie started because she won the first round, right? Right, and then uh, yeah, Katie, then Tony, then you. So yeah, so Tony, Sarah, go. <laughs> I like the Margot Robbie answer, but I think I'm going to go Viola Davis just because I feel like she's in more and she has a longer history of movies. So I feel like what you're saying presently, but that movie that she was in, the, the most recent one, The Woman King, of, The Woman King, a lot of people went to see that. Like it, it, yeah, it was very and, popular, uh, and people were mad she didn't get the Oscar nomination. They think that. A couple of white actresses pushed her out unfairly. Yes. Um, but I, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go her just because I like Viola Davis. So I'm going to okay. go her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Katie? So I was thinking like relevancy, regardless of work. And I feel like I've been hearing Pete Davidson's name a lot, but more just like, in the pop culture circles. So I feel mm-hmm. like people are searching him a lot lately. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a, he no, was he was a big Super the... Bowl ad. He was in yeah, a I Super Bowl ad and he was at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and he's dating like all these hot women and people are trying to ship them. And I mean, I don't know. He's very searchable right now, I think. It's so mm-hmm. funny that uh, that Super Bowl commercial where they're, they're in the refrigerator of Brie Larson and John Hamm and then Pete Davidson shows up. Um, that commercial like tripped me out because I know all three of them like individually, I, you know, I <laughs> met them all in different ways and they've all been guests on uh, on this podcast. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, three of the best, biggest guests I've ever had, of course, but still. Um, and you mean not us? On at the same time. Well, you know, there's always, after those three lamos, there's always room for improvement. Um, okay, so you're going to say, so Katie's going with Pete Davidson? Yeah. All right. Now let's double check with everybody. Uh, Sarah, you still, you're still good with uh, Viola? Yeah, I don't like to change my answer, but I think Katie's right. And Tony, you like uh, you like Margot still? I'll stick. I'll stick with Margot. Although Pete (laughs) is a is very searchable, (laughs) right? Yeah, like who's he dating now? Mm -hmm. That one uh, Emily Ratajkowski 
Oh uh, God, with Eric Andre. The picture with Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, oh my God. Eric. No, Eric Andre's never been on this podcast because there's nothing to break. There's nothing to flip over or set on fire <laughs> yes, or, right. or put his naked balls on. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> coming in at number three for the Suicide Squad, kind of a trick that I threw in there just for the hell of it in case anybody remembered. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is the voice of King Shark in that movie. <laughs> and our friend Steve mm-hmm. Agee played King, King Shark on the actual set. And then at number two, Viola Davis. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. Tony didn't have to babble on and on about Margot's career this year because, of course, <laughs> she was in Babylon. And uh, Katie, uh, I mean, Tony gets uh, three points for <sighs> Margot Robbie being number one. And I'm sorry, Katie, Pete Davidson did not place in the uh, top three for that one. Wow, that's shocking. I know, right? Yeah, that's, that's why that's why it's called weird algorithm. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, so it's still anybody's game, and this third movie is the first in a series of films that the third one is in theaters now. It's called Quantum Mania, but we're talking about the original from 2015, Ant Man, starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly. Bobby Carnavale, Anthony Mackie, Michael Pena, David Desmelchin again. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, what do you think? From Ant Man? Oh my God, I have not. Sorry, guys, I have not seen it. Don't tell Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, gosh. Are you just not a Marvel person in general, or did you just uh, that? Yeah, particular... no, not. A, I, I don't. I, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen. I mean, I'm sure I've seen one, but I definitely don't remember the last time I saw one. Um, yes, I. But I, I do big slick with Paul Rudd every year, and I know that they're very popular because every time he brings out <laughs> Captain America Shield that's signed by everyone, he gets. You know, we get a lot of money for it. So I know that they're very popular, obviously. Um, I yeah, don't let's tell live everybody. under a, a base in <laughs> baseball. <laughs> but tell everybody what Big Slick is. Oh, Big Slick is a big uh, charity for the Children's Hospital of Kansas, uh, Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Um, and so all uh, the hosts are Paul Rudd, um, Rob Riggle, Eric Stone Street, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, this year, Heidi Gardner's doing it. Let's see, Riggle, Stoney, uh, Sudeikis. Uh, who's O Keckner? That's like yes. It's quite the yes. Yeah, we go. We we play a celebrity softball game, and um, they always get my name wrong, or they think I'm like Marilyn Raskov or something, and so it's re- <laughs> it's very fun. And then, <laughs> but I end up doing stand up at the big um, finale show, and uh, we raise a lot of money in it. It's very good. That's um, great. Yes, but Paul is always bringing in Ant-Man stuff, and I'm like, I wouldn't even have known it was in the room. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, make sure nobody touches this. And I'm like, what? Touches what? 
<laughs> that stupid what is, shield what is that why, it's like, why do you have is that for a bit like i don't a, know uh, yeah now you know, my, my son loves captain america and spider-man so i'm like getting more into it because i'm reading oh, these yeah. books but i i have a real problem with um alter uh secret identities and male characters so i don't think that <laughs> superheroes speak a lot to me <laughs> Because oh, I don't okay. like it when men don't admit who they are. Katie, back me up. Um, <laughs> I support everything Sarah says. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, long story long, I will say mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. I'll say Paul okay. Rudd. And our buddy Sam Levine is always there every year, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, Sam Levine playing poker. Yes, him and... Um, <laughs> Yes, Kevin uh, Spacey. This year, <laughs> Richard Kind. This whole the whole time, he's like grilling Kevin Space, not Kevin Spacey. Um, Kevin Pollock. He's <laughs> Spacey was busy. Um, yeah, at the hospital, busy not being invited to anything. <laughs> yeah, but Richard Kind is Kevin, like grilling David Kevin Pollock about um playing poker. He's like, why 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 do you play in these big tournaments in Vegas? Don't what, what do you do when you're not winning? Don't people just ask you about Tom Cruise? <laughs> like, it's just, it was very fun. Um, anyway, I'll shut up. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Katie, what do you think? So I'm going with Paul Rudd, but for just a very random reason. And it was because I saw a clip of him and his son after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So it just feels like a very yeah. viral trending moment. So I'm going to go with Paul. Very good call. I, I like that. I like that as a reason. Tony, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, went, I went out of order. But, you know, like I said, everybody can share and switch their answers. Are you on the uh, Paul Rudd train here? Or do you think somebody else has a chance? I mean, I I think it's. I think it's pretty obvious because he's Mr. Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, but I don't know. I'm such a big Eagles fan. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in mourning. That you can't Maybe say I'll his just, name. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's got to be Paul Rudd. But who, who'd you say? Bobby Cannavale? Who's Cannavale yeah, is like always. Endlessly yeah. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Just because I I can't give the Chiefs another win, I'll go with Bobby. <laughs> oh, you want to go with Bobby? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I just want to. I can't do it. I can't be. I can't be on the the Kansas City side of things right now. Okay. You could go Anthony Mackie. He's a New Orleans Saints fan, and they don't have anything to celebrate. So. Oh, <laughs> and he's a superhero too, right? Isn't he one of the superheroes? Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's uh, what do you call it? Flying around guy, Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Did I know that? Oh my god, I yeah. knew that. Good. Yeah, you nice know job. your you know your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Can't um, me. So Tony's going with Bobby Cannavale, and Sarah and Katie, you're you're sticking with uh, Mr. Rudd. Yes. Yep. Okay. Coming in at number three, it's another sneaky one, and you almost kind of mentioned him, Sarah. Uh, Chris Evans makes an appearance. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. him and him and Sebastian Stan both show up, so they're three and four. Uh, and then coming in at number two is Mr. Paul Rudd. Oh, okay, so okay. he's worth two points for Katie and wow. for Sarah. 
Uh, leaving number one, and this one I picked intentionally because it's a shocker, uh, Evangeline Lilly. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And just weird. a lot of lost holdouts? Like people just love lost that much? No, people are just wondering where she's going to be with the whole uh, Marvel universe because she's such an anti-vaxxer. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was like, are they Googling her because of, for other reasons, for like, you know, Jenny McCarthy reasons. Okay. Yeah. 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 The whole Jenny McCarthy (laughs) reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have an exciting finish. I'm sorry to say, uh, Katie, you came in third with five points, but Sarah and Tony uh, each got six points in that game. So that means we have to do a quick tiebreaker between the two of them to determine our winner today. Nobody wins anything, really. You just get invited back to the show quicker. Uh, (laughs) So we should try to lose? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you're you're really busy and you don't want to do this again, just throw it. (laughs) Um, uh, So between Sarah and Tony, um, Tony is... um, Sarah goes first and then Tony. So if Sarah gets uh, a name higher on this cast list than you, Tony, uh, she wins. But you each get to name a name and you have to do separate names. You can't pick the same person. But Sarah gets to go first. Okay. Opening this Friday. Yes, we're doing a movie. It's not even open yet. Uh, it's a motion picture called Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. Which I enjoy thinking about probably as much as I would enjoy actually watching <laughs> You know, like once you see it, it's probably like, yeah, it's a bear that's on a rampage because it did cocaine. But uh, to break the tie, I want you to guess which one of these actors is higher on the popularity index uh, from the cast of Cocaine Bear, which stars Ray Liotta, Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale, Alden Ehrenreich, who was uh, he played young Han Solo in one of the Star Wars pictures and uh Matthew Rees, who is Carrie Russell's real-life uh, significant other, and the two of them co-starred in The Americans together on FX. And also in the film is O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is mm-hmm. could, have gone, could have gone by Ice Cube Jr., but that doesn't sound great uh, to have Jr. after a nickname. Um, O.J.J. <laughs> a rap yeah. name, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Sarah, go ahead and pick. Which one of those people do you think is number one? Man, um, well, obviously, like, Leoto just passed, and so, like, that's pretty Googleable and zeitgeisty, but I honestly feel like O'Shea is, like, much more star-rising kind of guy, and super googleable especially with his dad but also he's a big lakers guy and it's basketball season and so i'm gonna say o'shea okay yeah that was yeah you pick one i'll pick the other those were my two too so Mm -hmm. the the late great ray liotta were people googling him who was great in blackbird by the way did you see blackbird I haven't no, seen it, it, but that's, uh, you know, it's up. I, I don't know if I think he had like five things in the can when he passed. So, like, we're still going to see more Ray Liotta stuff, which is great because he, he yeah. was great. Um, uh, but here's how here's how it broke down. I'll, I'll tell you the top five. 
Uh, fifth place with, was Matthew Rees. He's also Perry Mason on the new uh, show oh, yeah. on HBO. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then that guy Alden, uh, Aaron Reich, he was uh, number four. Three was Margot Martindale. I don't know what else she's got going, but she's she's been in that show, The Watcher, that's uh, been mm-hmm. popular on Netflix because it's so weird and dumb. And then um, Carrie Russell came in at number two. Oh, and yeah, O'Shea was a no-show in the top five. Oh. Number one was, of course, the late great Ray Liotta. Congratulations! Yeah. Wow, Tony. you did it! You did it! You took it down. You won the game today <laughs> against all odds. Against tremendous. <laughs> yeah, what a roller coaster! <laughs> really, you you seem down the entire game, and then suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, a phoenix rising from the ashes. So you get to plug your stuff first. Uh, what would you like to promote? Um, I would check out Players. It's available on uh, on iTunes. You can follow me on socials, Tony Ascenda. Um, but yeah. Oh, and Dave, the uh, season three of uh, Dave on hulu and fx comes out in april and that's going to be a really fun season oh man you're just a fan <laughs> oh no I, I i direct on that show <laughs> you have to direct santino <laughs> oh yeah it's oh. uh he's one of the funniest people alive but yeah it's a it's a oh, nightmare yeah. to direct him <laughs> yeah no i can't imagine i'm just wondering if you can get a word in edgewise but um but he's one of my favorite people in the world. But he'll listen to me. He just doesn't, you know, respect me. <laughs> it's that that's kind of our relationship. Oh yeah. Well, all right. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Tony. Sarah, Tiana, what would you like to promote? So my new special, Forty Four, is out right now. Forty Four, because that was Hank Aaron's number and my age when I recorded it, and. um yeah, it's on Moment House right now. Currently, you can watch it at moment.com. And then uh, it'll come out somewhere else after that, hopefully on YouTube. So the Comedy Store made it. We shot it there. It's very, It's only half an hour. So there you go. Awesome. Well, we'll try to get you back real soon as a, uh, a returning champion. and <laughs> uh, But making a great first appearance today, Katie Thurston, what? I know you don't have any more comedy dates, but where can uh, people get uh, on your social so they can track what you're up to? Yeah, uh, it's the Katie Thurston on Instagram. That's where I will announce upcoming shows. They do sell out pretty quickly. So if you're interested, send me a DM and I'll make sure you get on the list. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. And if you're a Bachelor fan, they're really fun shows because there's a lot of Bachelor humor in these uh, these specials. So. Good times. Oh, okay. I see. I see. That's good. I, you know, it's you know, you obviously have some choices there about how much you're going to talk about uh, the Bachelor, and uh, so that's uh, that's nice to hear that it that it comes up for the people who, who want to hear about it. Look, I, NDAs don't exist when there's no cameras or recording, so <laughs> it's a good time. Oh, you tell them, Katie. <laughs> I didn't know that's how NDAs worked. I, I thought you had to be quiet all the time, like even in the privacy of your own home. Um, Doug Loves <laughs> Movies is going to be back at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles on Sunday, March 5th. 
and all of my dates uh, as I sprinkle in more stand-up and Doug Loves Movies out on the road this spring and summer are at DougLovesMovies.com. That's DougLovesMovies.com. What a fun hour that went by so fast. Thank you so much, Katie Thurston, Sarah Tiana, and Tony Asenda. Thank you, Doug. (laughs) As always, give up. Let's go. (laughs) Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies. Intercepts. Okay, folks, sorry I'm late. This is a big day. Let's begin. Uh, Director, I apologize, but it seems like we may need more time before we're able to fully debrief. We've already waited six months. Mr. Pringle is right. At the risk of sounding crass, let's cut the crap. This was a $5 billion mission that took five years to complete. Taxpayers and people around the world are running out of patience, and frankly, so am I. Do we have the intel or not? Sir, it seems as though our subject is not attaining the faculties necessary to deliver the intel. He hasn't quite regained his pre-mission mental acuity. What does that mean exactly? Are you saying we spent $5 billion to send an idiot to collect data on a new planet? That's enough. Now clearly, that is not what we are saying. The man has a PhD from MIT in astrophysics. What is it exactly we are saying? Sir, he's just not ready. We need more time to get him reacclimated. Something, something in the atmosphere. If we just had a bit more time, we can isolate and understand what it is that is... There won't be any more time. We need this data now. But, sir... That's that. Please bring in Dr. Bendel. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon, Mr. Bendel. I'm afraid we're a bit pressed for time to do introductions, but please take a seat. Oh, that's okay. I always have time for introductions, especially if it's meeting a pretty lady. We've met many times. Please don't kiss my hand. Okay, but can I at least smell it? No, you may not. Please take a seat, doctor. Ooh, someone has something to hide about the way their hand smells. It's cool. It's cool. And who are you, dude? I'm Professor Lee from Cambridge. Please take a seat, sir. Ow! Ow! Don't grab my hair! Okay, okay, dude. Just checking that it's real. Thought it might be a piece. I like your teeth. Uh, Thank you, you idiot. Please, we do not have time for this. Dr. Bendel, you visited Kepler-452b at a great expense to our taxpayers and those of our allies. What can you tell us about this world? Is there potential for human life? Do you mean other people there getting it on? Not that I saw, but I was only there for a couple days, am I right? That is not what I meant. Hit it, dude. I think he wants you to high-five him. I'm aware. I don't think it's appropriate in this situation. Oh, I like your accent, dude. Not putting it away until you hit it. Maybe down under? Kind of soft, but I guess I'll allow it. Are there any snacks in here? Dr. Bendel, are you aware of your current conduct? Is there any chance you can pull it together a bit? 
dude, I zipped up my hoodie. You want me to do my taxes or comb my hair like this, bozo? Hey, really? Can you at least remove your sunglasses? No problem, dude, but don't steal them. <gasps> Good lord, why are his eyes so bloodshot? Has this man been drinking? He looks like he got pink eye directly from a baboon's asshole. It seems as though there was a gaseous element in the atmosphere of 452B that we hadn't detected. Something undetectable did this? That's what she said. Am I right? It was insignificant. It wasn't even appearing in our initial tests. Only after drawing his blood were we able to detect it. And what does this element have to do with anything? Well, sir, it's made him... Like this. I don't quite know how to phrase it. Some people are calling it cool juice, but that's just like narcs and stuff. Anyway, how are we looking on those snacks? Mr. Bendel, we'll have the snacks in a moment. In spite of your current state, are you able to offer your thoughts on whether this planet would make a logical target were we to attempt to sort of rehome humanity? You mean like a puppy? In a way, yes. That depends, man. Did this puppy tear up every resource in its previous home, pee all over everything, overpopulate its crate, and set its water on fire? I suppose I see your point, but what if this puppy was going to have far fewer friends at the new home? Oh man, am I getting neutered? Wait, am I the puppy? Or you're the puppy? You'd be a cool puppy, dude. Thank you. Can you remember how it felt as you approached 452B, as you entered the atmosphere? If you want to know why people chase the dragon, it's probably to chase that feeling. It was like floating and then living inside a cloud. A cool cloud with like really chill vibes and cool music on the background. A guy named Michaela who just hangs out and plays bass, never wears shoes, but he has cool feet. Everyone has diamond for eyes, but they never sell them or no one steals them because that would uh-huh. be, you know, uh-huh. just rude. So possibly this is some sort of natural barrier the planet has established. Orphans, Are you suggesting and, um, that this is the thorn to this know, planet's road? This element and, is, is, is protecting know, the planet from or maybe a inhabitation. Swimmer. Inhabit... Inhabit... Inhabitation. Hmm, that's a nice way to refer to a hostile takeover. Well, people in Dr. Bendel's condition certainly aren't going to establish a new civilization. Are you suggesting my wang doesn't twang? Because it definitely does, dude. I will literally have sex with you right now if you can muster the energy. Okay, baby. Brace for impact. But maybe we get those snacks going first. Sir... I understand what you are suggesting. Could we potentially divert this gas or siphon it out? Or burn it off? Oh, good. We're not even there yet. We've already set their outer atmosphere ablaze. I mean, I hope we do. You all would be way more fun in that situation. Is that something you know? What can you tell us about this element, the gas? It's everywhere, man. It would be like trying to live on one of us. But making sure we never sweat or breathe out. It just emanates from every possible source imaginable. The animals breathe it out, the plants emit it, even the water evaporates it. Sir, are you thinking what I'm thinking? The opportunity for habitation does not seem feasible. The cost of removing the gas is too prohibitive. Precisely, sir. The cost of removing it is high. But the value of harvesting it and bringing it back here... To become intergalactic drug dealers, is that what you're suggesting? The government selling drugs to its own citizens to finance a project? What an original idea. We're gonna need resources if we're ever gonna escape this flaming trash heap. I certainly wasn't expecting this outcome from this meeting. 
and you also weren't expecting me to be wearing a wire. That's right, I'm a narc, bad guys, and you're all going to bad guy jail. Give me my sunglasses. I knew you'd try to steal them. Shame on all of you. Only just learned about a new resource and you already can't wait to exploit it. You haven't learned a thing. You don't deserve that gas and you'll never get it anyway. It's too unstable to transport and it can only be consumed while visiting the planet. Otherwise it breaks down. You could encourage education, expose kids to the wonder of space travel and seeing new horizons and literal new worlds, but instead you'd rather sell drugs to them here. Shame on you. You haven't changed at all. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to look for those snacks. Miss Tabor, if you'd like to honor our deal, I'll be just down the hall. Not even remotely. You're lost because I'm good at intercoursing. I'm coming with you. Cartoon hair guy, excellent. But let's hold off on the intercourse. Deal. I'll find the snacks. So long, jerks. Thank you for the greatest trip of my or anyone's life. I'm sorry you won't get to go and ruin a perfect planet. Perhaps while you're all in this room together, you can figure out a way to save this one. Okay, Elvis Pretzely, let's go find those snacks. I'll be your hound dog, sir. We have to kill him, right? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Without question. 